If you're just joining us, this is The 21st Show. I'm Brian Mackey, and we're going to turn now to our political roundtable a little earlier than usual. After the break, we'll be talking with John Seidel of the Chicago Sun-Times, who's been following several cases of corruption in our state government. He's also been following the cases of those who've been federally charged for their roles in the January 6th insurrection. But we'll start with national politics this week. As always, here to help us unpack what's happened is Linda Kenyon, who covers the Congress for Illinois Public Media. Linda, welcome back. Well, thank you, Brian. I'm glad to be here. So uh, aid for Ukraine has been a big topic. Uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, turned down a foreign aid package that made it out of the Senate. But Democrats, even though they are in the minority, may have a way around that. Say more about what they're considering. Yes, and Democrats say that they are going to put together a compromise package uh, that uh, will, in fact, uh, deal with this issue. They are promising it will be a bipartisan package. Uh, It's hard to imagine exactly what would be in there that the House would accept, but we do know that the House will not uh, accept, uh, per Speaker Mike Johnson, the Senate's version of the bill. Now, a lot of Republicans in the Senate, by the way, did vote for that bill. And even Senate Minority Leader, the top Republican in the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, uh, was uh, very critical of Speaker Johnson for saying he wasn't even going to take it up or even perhaps just indicating so, uh, saying that, look, you know, we had a lot of support for it in the Senate. And we had um, a lot of Republicans supporting this. Why don't you just put it on the floor and see what happens? Well, if you know anything about the way the House works, no one just puts something on the floor to see how it happens. They do what they call a whip count uh, to make sure that they don't get embarrassed by putting a bill on the floor and not having it passed. Such as as the first attempt to impeach uh, Mayorkas. Exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. They did manage to do that on the second attempt, though, and that has started an entirely different political firestorm. But, you know, the foreign aid package is a firestorm of its own. Uh, the money that uh, would go to Ukraine is considered an emergency situation. In fact, uh, we just had the National Security Council spokesman John Kirby reiterate that Ukraine is running out of ammunition. And um, Senator Mitch McConnell saying, you know, look, you, the House needs to take up this bill, is saying Ukraine uh, is very important to the United States and the U.S. cannot turn its back on Ukraine. So while the Democrats are trying to come up uh, in the House with a plan, that uh, perhaps the House would be willing to take up. It's hard to see how that could actually function, given that the House has a Democratic minority. The Republicans are the majority, very, very slim majority, even slimmer this week after another uh, Republican uh, seat was lost to a Democrat, the George Santos seat in New York. Uh, And so, uh, you know, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson is really trying very hard to thread a, a moving needle right now. You know, and maybe this is something uh, that is because it strikes me that there is probably a functional majority for this aid package, even though, you know, the certainly the Republican caucus, their caucus position is they don't want to support it. But there are probably enough members who are still sort of from the traditional foreign policy minded wing of the Republican Party and, and see the threat that Russia poses to sort of Western stability. And maybe they want to do this. And I don't know if this is in the realm of you know, the sort of fantasy brokered convention thing that people talk about in politics, but is there any opportunity to sort of work around the speaker, you know, discharge petition or something like that? 
Yeah, there are some procedural efforts that can be taken, a discharge position being one of them. And the Democrats are saying maybe they will go that route. And that essentially means that they would use a, a very esoteric tool to uh, discharge a bill from committee. It requires a certain amount of votes to discharge, uh, but it would require that that bill come to the floor. Now, again, can the Democrats do that? Yes. Uh, they are the minority party. But again, given the fact that uh, the minority and the majority are not that different in terms of uh, actual numbers, it could possibly succeed, especially if you have some of the moderate Republicans that would agree to doing uh, such a move as a discharge. Now, can you remind us that the aid for Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, that was all lumped together with that border deal that, that fell apart or maybe I should say, was taken apart. Um, for those who aren't as versed in the sort of minutia of Congress, how did we get from one big package to where now we're back to dealing with these things piecemeal and, and maybe it won't be going anywhere at all? Yeah, well, uh, it started out as one big emergency supplemental budget request from the president. It included aid to Ukraine, aid to Israel, aid to Taiwan, and aid for U.S. border security, including some overhaul on policy on the U.S. immigration uh, system, which everybody, Republican and Democrat alike, have said is a broken system that needs to be fixed. So the president submitted this supplemental emergency budget request. The uh, Senate uh, was not able to pass it with border security, uh, even though uh, everybody said they wanted border security. They just apparently did not like that particular flavor. And so what happened was it was stripped from the bill and it came up again just as a foreign aid package. Uh, in part, by the way, one of the reasons it was stripped from the bill is because former President Trump pressured both House and Senate Republicans uh, and spoke about this quite openly, saying don't give Joe Biden a win by passing border security. In other words, keep the issue alive and use it as an election cudgel, if you will, to uh, to uh, beat back the uh, presumed, uh, you know, to, uh, Democratic uh, nominee, Joe Biden, against the presumed at this point, and it's a, it's a very presumptuous word to say at this point, but uh, the presumed uh, Republican nominee, who would be uh, certainly, uh, if you ask Donald Trump, it would be Donald Trump, and Donald Trump was being very active and still is being very active in what's happening on Capitol Hill. And so uh, the Senate Republicans, they kind of got to them and they said, well, all right, we're not going to give uh, this border security uh, portion of the bill uh, a pass for various reasons, one of the least of which is, you know, the political pressure. And so uh, that was considered a very, very bad thing in the eyes of the moderate Republicans and certainly in the eyes of the Democrats. The House Speaker... Uh, Mike Johnson had already said that he was not going to accept that particular uh, border security component uh, for various reasons, not saying that he was pressured by Donald Trump, uh, mm -hmm. but did say he counsel, did counsel with Donald Trump. Um, and uh, also because uh, he said it didn't go far enough. So you get into a situation um, in Congress, where where sometimes lawmakers will allow the perfect to be the enemy of the good, and that may have been part of what was in play here. So the Senate went ahead and passed a bill without border security. Now the House is saying, 
where's the border security in the bill? Linda Kenyon covers uh, the Congress and our home state congressional delegation for Illinois Public Media. Thank you for being with us again. (laughs) Thank you. More to come after a short break. This is the 21st show. Stay here.